You're listening to Wisdom of One. <laughs> you stole a signal from the lycanthrope's tomb. Now you wonder why you have the moon. You got nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. You got nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. All right, so here we go. Woo, swish. Putting a quarter into the jukebox of Wisdom of One. Here we go. High above the jagged hills towers the muscular peak of Kaluma. Looking over a... Lo- oh, by the way, feel free to interrupt this with sarcasm and all that crap. Mm. Looking over a lush vista sarcasm. of dense... <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> looking over a lush vista of dense wild forest and jagged ravines. Once the steep slopes of Kaluma were ruled by sturdy mountain goats and hungry eagles, but now every inch of visible rock has been covered by the construction of men. A massive wall of dwarven stone encircles the base of the mountain. Inside this wall is a teeming, yet clean, massive metropolis called Underhaven that is filled with every creation that a life of wealth and leisure could hope to create. Outside the wall is a barren wasteland that reaches well beyond bowshot and ends at a dense tree line. All is frenetic and alive within, and all is still and desolate without. Just within the massive main gate is a wide and proud bridgeway that leads the traveler directly into the trade district by carrying them over the shabbier parts of the city that tend to dwell at the base of the mountain where no dignified citizen would wander. Directly under this bridge is a rough stone construction comprised of a central dirt-lined courtyard encircled by walls that are riddled with doors of iron bars. The courtyard is teeming with shuffling men and beasts all dressed in the same shabby gray rough-spun wool and carry an air of frustration. One of these doors is thrown open by two guards, armed with clubs, who drag in a bedraggled form and toss him to the ground. Another form in the room stirs from his sleep on the stone bench, and he sits as the iron doors slam close behind them. Which one of you wants to introduce yourself to the other and give your character description in view of the penal system? Well, I, I feel like Scott's probably the bedraggled one, right? I had pictured that that Skankara was the one being dragged in, but you, uh, you're you welcome to change that around whichever one no, you no, wish. No, 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 that's no, fine. That's I, I will defer to the DM. Mm. Oh, oh, inspiration. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm winning. I'm totally winning D&D. All right, so <laughs> I will be the bedraggled one. First of all, first of all, I didn't do anything. I wasn't totally framed by this asshole. Do, do, do you know Solian Manarin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would look, look, you would, you would know him immediately. I, I'm telling you, I have totally been set up. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it, it's, it's really, dude. What are you doing? I, I, Basically, all you can see is uh, this half-orc, uh, half, the hell is that thing? Dwarf. Half-orc, half-dwarf, a.k.a. Dwork, sitting cross-legged on the bed, trying as hard as he possibly can to ignore you, sitting, meditating, humming, and 
every sound that you make is just causing a little twitch in the corner of his eye. Hey, 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 Dwork. Hey, hey, Dwork. Hey, hey, what'd you do? Huh? What could you possibly want? Uh, look, we're trapped here in a cell. Uh, we might as well talk. Mm. I mean, I have an amazing... You're disturbing my meditation. Yeah, but see, you're, we're in prison, so we don't get a lot of perks like meditation, so... I can if you shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah, look, that's not really my strong suit. <sighs> Fine. Could you also describe yourself physically so that I can get a really sexy image? I'm gonna lean back and think about All it. All right, well, I am a profoundly handsome half-elf. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely slim and trim. I think I would be either cut and or shredded uh, and uh, just exceedingly uh, charming and uh, intelligent. And, uh, you know, I've got got jet black hair, sunken eyes, you know, like all the most attractive people have. (laughs) Mm. So Dagan actually is a squat, incredibly strong creature that is half orc half dwarf aka dwork and is he's basically completely bald except for a mohawk and there's a lot of tattoos on his head down his neck and all over his body and has essentially this long braided red mustache the mustache goes across the top of his lip and then there are braids that dangle about a foot below his chin and just He's got the half-orc teeth are sort of filed flat, but not well enough to hide his orcish origin. He's an extraordinarily ugly and weird-looking creature that sort of looks like a dwarf, but couldn't quite pass as a dwarf. Very, very ugly. <laughs> Tremendously ugly. So I'm, I'm hearing ugly. Well, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, frankly, anyone standing next to me is gonna look pretty fugly, uh, you know. So it's it's not really <laughs> Diana's fault. <laughs> so uh, uh, what, Skankra? What, what brings you to this place? Okay, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. So I'm I am a, uh, a purveyor of the magical arts. I was asked to leave uh, school uh, in a prisony kind of a sense. Um, because uh, I was framed. Okay, so Solian Manarin, who is like, you know, he's like the guy in high school who you always hate. Oh God, how long is this story? He's like, he's he's sort of like you know, like Harry Potter, just like a cocky, arrogant jerk. I don't know who Harry Potter is. Yeah, well, he sucks. Okay, he sucks, and uh, you know, he treated me like garbage the whole time because because of my father. I have a really famous father oh, who was like really misunderstood. Anyway, I'll get back to that. Anyway, this guy bullied me all the time, and and uh, he, you know, he did. He cheated. He was all he. Pretended to be like the the greatest like superpower of magic, but it was all it was all a lie. He had a he had a, a the secret he had a secret magical stone in his pants, and all I did all I did was uh, remove the, the the pants and uh, and and show his hypocrisy. But I get blamed for using magic in the no magic zone. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> but I look, it was him. He did it. And just because he's the golden boy, and I'm you know the son of Skankra, I I, get, I go to prison and he doesn't. Oh my God! Is it over? <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Dagan, what happened to you? Well, 
I am ashamed to admit that I lost control of my discipline. The word is continence, not discipline. It's it's frequently mm-hmm. uh, confused. Yeah. I'm on the toilet practicing my discipline. <laughs> I have to admit, you know, I'm I'm used to the racial slurs thrown at me being of my mixed origin. At one point, I was so ashamed of my half-orkness that I actually filed my teeth, and I wish I hadn't. My parents left me by a monk. It's do you, how do you call those things? Uh, monk? No. Fuck off. Uh, monastery. Yeah, that one. I think you filed down your brain, too. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Monk house. <laughs> monk house. Monk box. Box where monk live inside. Yes. <laughs> And grew up on... They practice continence. (laughs) I just, I can't, sometimes I get so angry and, and, and I was, I was asked to leave the monastery. It just, when the, when people just, I can't control myself. And so I have to just, I have to, I have to remember to breathe and I have to remember to meditate and, 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 and that's, I just need to calm myself down. You know, I, I can really uh, uh, relate to the uh, discrimination that comes from things that are not your control. Mm. You, you're an ugly, stupid, shitty creature, and me, I'm a, I'm the, you know, the son of a very famous man that some people really misinterpret. And as a result, people don't treat us as well as they should. And I, you know, I'm your brother in this, uh, in this regard, friend. That's mm. that's touching. So there's a pounding on the front cell doors, the iron doors. Bang, 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 bang. Come in. And they say, work shift, get out. And the door opens. Dagan, you've been here a couple days, so you know the drill. You are to step outside the front door and led to your work shift. Dagan calmly gets up, breathes in deeply, and follows the instructions. Yeah, so Skankra's gonna sort of saunter out. and So what's the story, guys? Uh... What's the what's the pay here? Uh, is there lunch? <laughs> Get a load of this one. We're gonna work the spice out of this one. Oh, by the way, Skankra, so you had your focus crystal taken away from you, so you are now not capable of casting magic, or at least any offensive type magic. You might be able to like detect magic and do sorts of spells like that, uh, but for the most part, you have been handcuffed in that respect. Oh, that sucks. Well, what about my catnips? Do I get to have those, or is that... It depends on what they are. If, if they're even remotely useful, you probably can't do it. Great. Um, oh, I guess we'll negotiate that as the situation All comes right. up, because if you can be creative about about using a lame one, uh, I'm sure we could. All right, well, I'll have to rely on Dawson. It'll be great. Dagan. Donovan? <laughs> Dagan. Oh, Daxton. What the fuck is your name anyway? Uh, Skankra Jr. the second. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a junior before you? Uh, no, no, actually, I am uh, Skankra Jr., son of the great Skankra. All of you, of course, know of Skankra. Uh, but I felt that because people were giving me so much trouble as the son of Skankra, Skankra Jr., I decided to become my own man and become uh, Skankra Jr. 2. Brilliant. Okay. So Skankra Jr. 2, you are grabbed by one of the guards. Very firm grip. You don't really feel like there's a lot of chance of you pulling away. And they pull a small metal bracelet out of a pocket and click it around your wrist where it makes a very final sounding click 
Uh, you look and you see that Dagon has one of those already, but Dagon, when they put it on you, they didn't explain what it was about. Mm. Uh, they say, ah, now this one has a partner too. And then they say, all right, follow us. And they start walking towards a large wooden door set into the wall. And you notice that there are pairs of other inmates that are falling in behind you. One of them is a giant, looks like a full-size orc. And he's just sitting there looking at the space in front of his nose, kind of humming to himself, covered in scars, giant muscle bound, doesn't look all that bright. There's another slight human with red hair and incredibly bad skin who's just kind of sneering at everybody and then a bunch of indistinct characters in line as well. You know, your standard prison fodder. Ah, yes. Hello, fodder. Good to see you. So they march and everyone starts lurching forward. The guards swing open the giant wooden door and they lead you down into a dark tunnel that guides you steeply downhill until you are you are confident that you're under the surface of the earth. And you can hear the distant sound of hammering and other sort of rumbling machinery and uh, the occasional explosion, it sounds like. But it sounds very much like an underground dank mine. And the guards start up a couple torches and guide you down the hallway so that nobody falls and stubs their tootsies until you come up to a very large mountain of gravel. And they say, you fill that cart. Team two, pull cart away. Repeat for the next six hours. And they crack a whip to let you know that the instruction period is now over. And they look at you expectantly. Uh, Dagan dutifully picks up a shovel and uh, sets down to the task of trying to show just how much gravel he can put into that cart. Clearly more than Spanky over there. Now, Skankra, the device that Dagon has picked up appears to be one of those peasant instruments that has like a stick on one end and a flattened metal piece on the other. Oh. Peasants thrust it into the ground and wiggle stuff around and then a plant comes up usually or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like Daffodil's working really hard, so I feel like I should probably supervise, just motivate. Uh, I, I feel like you could maybe get an extra scoop with your peasant device, but really excellent work. One of the guards is clearly not noticing you and is concentrating on his finger in his nose, but the other guard is kind of watching you with cold, dark eyes. Oh, I see how it is. Oh, so you want me to use this peasant stick. Okay, all right, all right. So I will participate, you know, at the level you would imagine that I would. But uh, while I do so, I would like to uh, investigate the area. I want to look at the environment, look for the exits, check out our guards. Okay. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll... Uh... I guess investigation or perception, whichever is higher. Uh, investi- Ooh, investigation. I have a plus five investigation. <laughs> <laughs> and the first roll of the podcast, I have rolled a solid one. I dropped my investigation. <laughs> right. nice. Season one, episode one, roll one is a one. Interesting. So... Uh, you, you look around the room and and suddenly you, you just start staring off into the mid-distance and you, you have no idea what you were looking for, but you just thought of the most amazing recipe for a meal that you've ever imagined. 
And you just know with the absolute forthright conviction that if you were allowed to cook something right now, it would be the best meal that had ever been created. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No. So so like you roll a one and you become a contestant on Hell's Kitchen. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, So if you want to write that down somewhere, uh, the official rule is the next meal prepared by you will be the best meal of all history. Okay. I'm making a note in my scroll. Meanwhile, Dagan is taking the opportunity to imagine the cart as his mind, and every scoop of gravel is just another layer of discipline that he is building layer by layer of self control. <laughs> okay. Skankra, you feel a rough hand on your shoulder shoving you towards the pile of rocks. Hey, you! Work harder, not dumber. <laughs> You see what I told him right there? I, I told him not to work down there. That was pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, sir, what do you have planned for lunch today? Punching you in the stomach if you don't start shoveling right now? That sounds delicious, but you know what? I feel like you would be much better served if I were to say cook lunch for the whole group here. I'm a tremendous, possibly the greatest chef in history. Will an 18 hit you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, an 18 will hit me. <laughs> okay, two points of damage. It punches you in the stomach. Two. All right, hold on. Oh my god, I'm like 30% dead already. Level 1 wizards are awesome! So, yeah, he's having none of it. Uh, He doesn't seem to have the capacity to really appreciate the finer culinary experience that you're offering him at the moment. Your loss, your loss, sir. Maybe I'll just bide my time. So after a hard two or three minutes of shoveling, your arms are quivering and shaking. Your hands can barely close. Your back is sore. Oh, God. Peasants, man. Ha, 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 ha. You weak, pathetic fool. I, you know, first off, weak can be gauged in a lot of different ways. And peasant sticks are not exactly how I judge oh, weakness and strength. Boring words coming out of your face. <laughs> Sir, could, could I could I get a new servant? I'm sorry, this one is just, it's broken. Servant! <laughs> Uh, All right, so you spend the time by bickering uh, for the next six hours. How could you have anticipated that? (laughs) Which uh, surprisingly makes the time fly by, actually. But you're rather tired and dirty. There's dirt that usually belongs on the ground that's now covering your skin and stuff. And you hear a bell and they say, All right, shift's over. Grab lunch and then therapy time. I'm sorry, what now? And everyone goes, Oh, can't we stay and do more labor? Is therapy off with you maggots so therapy time that's when we'd like do charity to the mentally enfeebled are you my patient how does that work you are the mentally feeble move on (laughs) maggots you're already down two points i don't want to take away two more (laughs) (laughs) everyone starts shuffling back up the long tunnel up towards the surface which is outrageously bright after spending six hours in almost pitch dark. All right. Well, let's let's go get some lunch. I have some ideas. As you enter the main yard, there is a campfire kind of haphazardly thrown on the side, and a large iron pot is uh, slowly bubbling away, cooking this gruel called Every Gruel, which is basically the same gruel they've been cooking for the last 30 years, so they just keep adding more water and more random food items. But uh, it's food, and that's what everyone eats, and so people are lining up with their bowls. Mm. Uh, do you have candles?
tail? It's really in the season. What kind of lizard is that now? I feel like she just let me take over. Cause like the, the rock thing, it's just not gonna work for me. What? So there's a tall human with kind of scraggly brownish hair in random directions all over the place. They're kind of patches pulled out, uh, lots of scars. Everyone has scars, I suppose. I shouldn't just point that out. Just assume everyone's covered with scars. And he turns around and kind of gives you a super cold blue mean eye and goes, what was that? Well, I have some culinary suggestions. I had this stroke of genius earlier while I was working with my peasant stick and I realized that I really could- New Fry has been stroking his genius in public. I suggest you shut it. Okay then, well- Oh yes, please follow that advice. Please tell him to shut it. Oh, um- Maybe I can help shut it for him. I'm sorry, I usually don't let the help talk. He pulls a short handmade hidden dagger from his belt loop and just shows it to you and then slides it back under his belt. Oh, congratulations, isn't that special? Let's, you know, dispense with lunch, shall we? So lunch is about as tasteless as you would expect. There appears to be mostly food involved in it, and everyone seems to eat it down as if they didn't have any other better options. Can I roll investigation again? Sure. And look look for weaknesses in the defense? Sure. Let's see if I can drop my investigation again. Go ahead and drop my die. Hold on. Fucking help. All right. Die number two. <laughs> I shit you not. I just rolled a 20. No kidding. Wow. wow. I'm a man of extremes. I don't know if I told you. <laughs> so the main gate that you came in right after you were convicted is a, another large iron gate similar to the doors to your cells, but this is much, much larger. The gaps between the bars are smaller and they're totally impossible to push through. Even, even a, a halfling wouldn't be able to have a chance to push through it. But you notice that on the hinge side, up from the wall, there is a section of stone that has come out that you feel fairly confident with a little bit of luck, you might be able to pivot yourself up there and pull yourself up on that missing stone piece. And then from there, it would be about eight feet to reach the top of the wall. So it doesn't look entirely impossible to climb up out of the, out of the area. Mm. Yeah, I did pretty good. So let's see, uh, Dennis, I think we need a diversion. this insane game that you're playing. I, well, I, I'm here to build discipline in my life and discipline in my mind. I'm sure you could incorporate some sort of discipline into your distraction. <laughs> discipline distraction. <laughs> Everyone, look over here. Everyone focus on your breathing. Everybody focus as breathe in. Yeah, so so let, let, me, let me ask you something. Breathe out. Dino, what was it that set you off again? Like, what, what made you so angry again? Remind me. I'm not interested in talking to you. If you can't remember the last thing I said, you've said so many words and I've had to sit here listening, boiling over with anger, just for the sound of your fucking voice. Oh, so me. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> That's a really stupid, stupid idea. Stupid like a uh, dirty dwarf. I'll have you know that I'm actually of fairly average intelligence. I'm just ugly. You just pick my self-soothing words every morning. I am fairly averagely intelligent. Fairly average. As you guys are finishing your, your meal, you hear a voice. Therapy time! Therapy time! 
Everyone get in the circle. <laughs> it's like Monty Python a little bit. You see that there is indeed a circle kind of carved out of the ground there. It looks it looks kind of like a wrestling circle almost. Uh, and you see the morning shift workers of which you were a part kind of reluctantly shuffling their feet as they start gathering around and start lining up on that circle. Dagan moves with considerable pace to go find a spot in the circle as far away from uh, Spanky as he possibly can. The guy who gave you trouble in line starts grumbling to himself. He's I'm sick to death of this fucking thing. There's no way I'm going to do this again. I'm so tired of this. Every day it's the same old nonsense. I can't stand it. But he also is shuffling towards towards the line. You know, friend, if you were to light the therapist on fire, you'd probably get out of it. <laughs> I'll set you on fire if you don't shut up, new meat. Oh, great then. <laughs> So uh, everyone lines up in the circle. Hello, children. <laughs> My name is Mrs. Maydock. There's two K's at the end. The last K is silent, but you better pronounce it if you know what's good for you. Mrs. Maydock. Oh, aren't you marvelous, Mrs. Maydock? <laughs> Zip it, my hun. Mrs. Maydock's behavioral therapy starts now. Mrs. Maydock is a half-orc. <laughs> half-orc therapist. <laughs> awesome. Seems to be an older woman. Has white hair pulled back into a very severe bun. She is wearing the same kind of rough spun wool tunics that you guys are wearing. She's not very fancy, but she's very obviously not an inmate. She's a, a member of the faculty. <laughs> All of a sudden, the guy with the brown hair, with the, uh, the cold blue eye and the grimace and the, the dubious accent is... That's it. I'm not doing a step more. And he pulls the knife out and he lunges towards Mrs. Maydock. Dagan immediately jumps over there to punch the douchebag with the knife in his face. Okay, well, the guy in the brown hair uh, gets his surprise attack and he he does hit and he cuts her on the shoulder and there's a, slashes her tunic a little bit and slices her, but not outrageously bad, but gives her a good slash on the shoulder. She turns to her and she says, Oh dear, dear, dear what? I think that was rather a mistake, really. So, hello. At least right now, we are, we're called Wisdom of One, which sounds like a boy band for sure. Oh, we're definitely the boy band of, uh, of podcasts. Totally. <laughs> of D&D podcasts. <laughs> I'm the sensitive one. <laughs> we are three brothers who grew up playing D&D and had a lot of fun doing it. A lot of laughing and screaming and punching and throwing things like a standard D&D game would. My name's Sean. I'll be your very humble DM. Ooh. Because it needs to balance out the least humble people that you would ever play <laughs> D&D with. That, that's really true. Like, our DM is probably the most, like, down-to-earth, humble, unassuming person in the world, and his two younger brothers are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> monsters. I am a uh, former sound editor, sound designer, former musician, current slave to the master race of corporate overlords, and uh, I'm cutting all this stuff out, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> 
So moving on to the middle brother, uh, <laughs> take it away, Keith. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Keith. I'm a uh, former actor, um, occasionally. Now I'm primarily a writer. Uh, write musical theater and books and other stuff. A, a lot of things that nobody pays me for. And and I really hope that you're not expecting the uh, the lack of pay to change with this project either. I think you're going to keep going on that same trajectory. Oh well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have been paid the princely sum of thirteen cents thus far for my other podcast. To be fair, I am splitting it with my co-host, but that's that's thirteen cents I didn't have. Uh, totally worth it. But we all know why you're really doing this, which is just to get more opportunities to hear your own voice and hopefully infect everybody else with your point of view. Well, I'm hoping to be, you know, the boy band of podcasting, waiting for the screaming girls. Because <laughs> a D&D yeah. podcast is how do you make that happen. Yes, yeah, any yeah. screaming girls will just be us pretending to be girls. Great. Mm, 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 mm. So speaking of pretending to be girls, what's up, Scott? What's your deal? Uh, yeah, well, so uh, I'm a scientist, and basically that's what I do on a daily basis is I go do experiments with cells, make viruses, manipulate genes, see what happens, do a bunch of stupid nerdy stuff on the internet, looking at large data and not analyzing it and Basically, I'm the biggest nerd there is. Well, you are the only doctor on the podcast, although you are Ew, the... Gross. You're not the useful kind. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I try to even not advertise that I am a doctor because I don't want people asking me for medical advice because I, I ain't going to know shit about that. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm boring. I'm a former pro athlete, uh, current oh. PhD, working yeah. in a science lab. Don't worry about me, ladies. Athlete. You well, were paid to play hockey. <laughs> That's right. Uh, former hockey goon, hockey goon, science nerd. Hockey goon, yes. Former pro, no. The definition of professional is somebody has paid you to do it. And by that definition, I'm a professional model. <laughs> that's, that's true. Wait, yeah. we're terrifying. Wait, what, what, when, what was it that you modeled? I forget. Uh, I, was, I was in a brochure for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> as like a warning? Uh, as a teenager, <laughs> they used pictures of me to, to try to prevent teenagers from having sex. Having sex, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hello, ladies. This might happen to you if you don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our, all of our principals are, in our high school principal was a JCPenney yeah. model in That's the 80s. Right. Forgot about that. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Called him the Megrams man. <laughs> oh my God. He was a tall drink of water, a a true true tasty man. So. <laughs> tasty man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that, there's our first possible episode title: yeah. Tasty Man. True yeah. Tasty Man. True Tasty Man. Well, actually, Watt gets a second turn. He rolled really well on initiative. He says, I don't have any witty repartee. I'm just going to stab you in the fucking throat. (laughs) (laughs) And he lunges forward and actually does another beautiful stab. He's quite good with this little knife and uh, stabs her in the throat area. But she turns just in the side to keep it from being a serious wound. And then she says, well, I did warn you, dearie. She strikes him in the face with her fist. Strikes him in the face with her fist again. 
strikes him in the face with her fist another time. Oh, shit. One more time. Does... What is it? It's uh, 25 points of damage. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy uh, And then on her final attack for the round, grabs him by the arm and... Uh, and throws him to the ground on his face and then sits on his back and pins him to the ground and you can hear the guards laughing in the courtyard uh, and they're like, that was a good one. You didn't even give him one. And so she sits down like with a hoof on his upper back and then says, all right, does anyone have any automatic negative thoughts when I mentioned the word law and order? What? Go on, don't be shy. Speak up, speak up. Wait, what? <laughs> Does anybody have any automatic negative thoughts when I mentioned the word law and order? Uh, no. Well, uh, what, I, what I would say is I have complex thoughts about the, uh, the limitations of law and order as applied by fallible beings. There's nothing complicated about thoughts. Just say what you feel, dear. Well, I, I feel like, uh, you know, law and order is, is, a, is a tool that can, uh, like a sword, can be used for good and for evil. And, uh, you know, in, in my personal case, it has been misapplied and therefore is, is, is a negative tool as opposed to a positive tool like it would be for, you know... Dustin over here, whatever he did. Oh my What's God. your name, dear? I haven't seen you before. I, I am uh, <laughs> I am Skankrod Jr. the second. I'm sure you've heard of my father. <laughs> okay, well, everyone, pay close attention here. It seems that Skanker here is suffering from a control fallacy, where he assumes that it's possible to control a situation in a way that keeps him safe. Please don't talk dirty. How does that make you feel? See, our feelings are kind of irrelevant. I just focus on filling my needs. She reaches down and pushes old Watt's face deep into the dirt as he tries to struggle, but is getting nowhere. <clears throat> um, I just want to say that I'm kind of amazed and impressed by how you just disabled that guy. That's nice of you to say, but we're not here to learn how to hurt people. We're here to learn how to heal people. And all of you people are broken individuals, which is why you ended up here in prison. And it's my job to help mold you back into productive little members with a healthy inner core that knows what's right and what's wrong and is happy to be a productive member of society. Doesn't that sound fun? Oh, quite. So she rips the knife out of uh, Watt's hand and puts it in the belt behind her back. She helps him back up to his feet. So therapy continues for the next <laughs> six hours, uh, unless, unless one of you guys wants to try something. Obviously. Okay, hold on. I would like to cast Alarm. Alarm? What does Alarm do? It's you set an alarm against unwanted intrusion. I choose a door, a window, or an area, no larger than a 20-foot cube. An audible alarm produces a sound of a handbell for 10 seconds within 60 feet. Okay. What are you doing with it? Uh, I'm going to put putting... it at the far end of the courtyard, as far away from, you know, say, that spot I could climb as possible. Okay, sure. There are people milling about uh, who aren't part of the day shift, and so it's reasonable to assume that someone would trigger that eventually. Yes, that would be the idea. Just set it there where some idiot's going to walk through it. Is there uh, some success or failure part of that spell? Uh, 
it is. It's a first level duration, components, casting time. I don't think so. Okay, cool. So sometimes these spells will have like, you know, a verbal or somatic component to it. Uh, In other words, like you actually have to move and say, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck any of that means. It means that someone would have a chance of noticing you doing that. So how about you roll for uh, uh, sleight of hand for, or something? Yeah, sleight yeah. of hand. Yeah, I'll roll sleight of hand. Great. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh Jesus! Uh, I rolled a two. <laughs> a two. Okay. So. <laughs> Which is plus one slide of hand, so technically it's a three. <laughs> right as class is sort of wrapping up, a lot of the inmates are embracing their inner feelings. You start waving your hands around over your head and like <laughs> jumping from foot to foot. And, and you hear, um, so right. from that main door, you're, <laughs> Look, Clarence, our little magic user is trying to do some voodoo. <laughs> And you turn around and look, and you recognize the blonde locks of Solian Mineron standing at the main door, peering in through the iron slats. Oh, no. you son of a bitch. Doing more manual labor with your hands like a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, I am a chef, so be careful of what you eat from now and forever. He kind of just smirks and gives you a, a limp-handed wave and walks off with his two minions who are just like, You told him. Uh, you're, you're fantastic. Uh, everything you do is great. You're handsome and all the girls like you if we knew what girls were. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to kill him. Do I know who this person is? Uh, I guess I, uh, if I was listening to anything. Yeah, if you, had been, if you had been listening to Skankra's description, then that's where that would have come from. Yes, yes. Uh, it sounds like my natural Scott intuition to just tune out whatever the fuck he says is actually coming into play here, because it works perfectly with Dagan, who would have also tuned out whatever bullshit Skanky <laughs> was saying. But one thing that I didn't point out in the interruption there was that you actually really did cast the spell. You just did it very... Obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> but everyone's kind of looking at you, and the guards are kind of cocked their heads, and they were ready to beat you up for the uh, the noble lord who came to look, but the noble lord walked away, so they kind of lost interest in beating you to unconsciousness. So, all right, therapy's over. You guys have free time for an hour in the yard. Don't stab no one. Don't hurt no one. Be careful of each other's feelings, <laughs> and we'll meet again tomorrow. Okay, well, uh, then I would like to use my free time to very casually get myself leaned up against the wall nearest my escape place and just sort of, you know, relax. Okay. Dagan is basically just going through a series of exercises, like he's doing 200 push-ups and crunches and doing some planks and stuff, trying to look for heavy things to pick up and put down again. Shoveling gravel wasn't enough exercise for you? No, no, definitely not. Definitely doing push-ups, you know, because that's mostly, like, you know, going to be lower back and legs. So he's gonna, he, he wants to get out of his core workout gotcha. and that kind so, of stuff. So, uh, really important, where are you doing this? Uh, as far away as possible. Like, basically on the opposite end of the courtyard, okay. if, if at all possible. Yep, you kind of start limbering yourself up, thinking about the proper technique for your uh, crunch-ups and all that. Yeah, doing some burpees. And as you get about... 20 feet away from Skankra, who is siding towards the door, you hear this faint sort of tone coming from your bracelet. It says, 
What? What is this? <sighs> I look at the bracelet. And Skankra, your bracelet is also creating a tone. Oh, marvelous. You hear the guards start to chuckle again. Uh, let me guess. These bracelets are connected in some fashion, and we are tied to each other. Great. I'm tied to the help. What? Wonderful. Dagon sprints across, trying to, to, like, power his way through it. So sprinting away from Skankra or towards Skankra? Yes, sprinting away from Skankra as much as possible. Okay. The tone becomes far less friendly and you hear a guard go, I wouldn't do that if I were you. What? What? What's going on? What is this? Both of you are struck with crippling pain that seems to fill your entire body and both of you roll... What is it? Uh, Constitution? I don't think I've rolled above a 10 once. Uh, Except for that 20. Except for the 20. I rolled an 8, which is plus 1, so 9. 14. Okay, Skankra, everything goes black and you kind of fall flat on your face. (laughs) Dagon, what did you get? 14. 14. You take three points of damage, but you are still conscious. You immediately stop running, but you're still on your feet, but things aren't good. And the tone continues to go... So do I see that Skanky is... I passed out. He passed out, landed flat on his face. Okay, so he's not conscious, though, and not talking. Right. Great. Dagon wanders back over to Skanky's lifeless body and starts using him to do bench presses. (laughs) Okay. So as you get closer, the tone gets a little more friendly, calms down a little bit. And then you get that initial warning tone of... And then as you step within 20 feet, it becomes silent. And now you are able to use him to do bench presses. Uh, Skankra, you kind of groggily come to and you see the ground getting close and then far and then close and then far and then close and then far. Okay, okay. Set, please set me down. Um, dog fate to... Dugan, sorry. Just stop talking. No, 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 no. Look, look, I, look, clearly we're going to have to work together. I hate it. You hate it. But unfortunately, these are the cards that we have been dealt. So in order to get free of this, we're going to have to start working together. If working together means you stop talking, then I'm all game. It means let's get out of here. Mm, how do you propose we do that? Well, see, I've got a plan. Of course you do. There's going to be a diversion coming up soon. And uh, if you look, you know, don't don't look, but just trust me that there's a ledge over there that we could get to if you help me up and then I help you up. We can get out of here quietly by taking advantage of the diversion. And once we get out of here, we can get rid of our chastity bracelets and uh, move on with our lives. How do you think you're going to get these bracelets well, off? Well, we'll worry about that later. But I think we have a better chance working together than we do separately. I'm all about teamwork. Skankra, teamwork. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> but only because it means that I can go farther away from you is faster than, uh, than Well, f- the feeling is mutual. So here's what I recommend we do. Let's very casually saunter over there closest to our spot and then uh, wait for our moment. So uh, Dagon would like to look carefully at the stone wall to see if there are intermediate footholds that would help 
get up there. You're the intermediate foothold. I thought that was clear. Being a, a hill dwarf, partially, he has something called stone cunning, which is an advantage plus mm. 2x proficiency yeah. when looking at things related to stonework. Excellent. So without even rolling, you you see that this is really shitty work. Must have been done by humans. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, inferior. There are lots of seams everywhere that dwarves wouldn't have done. So uh, I guess it's just 2x plus proficiency plus... Who cares? Uh, I don't know what that would be. Well, whatever. Oh, awesome. So, natural one. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the other uh, name for the podcast, natural one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So you're staring at the wall, and you were just thinking that very racially unfair thought about how humans are terrible stone workers and so on and so forth. Not fair of you, and in fact, so unfair of you that something has decided to punish you so that you feel this intense pain in your eyes as you stare at the wall, (laughs) and you kind of blink and close your eyes, and the pain goes away, but you open your eyes again, and the pain comes rushing back. It's like a migraine, and you realize that every time you look at the wall, you have blinding pain. Pain in your eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking wall. Oh, I'm just going to have to do it by feel. Close the eyes and starts feeling along the wall. Yeah. So as you do that, what is the sound of your, your magic alarm there, uh, Skankrow? What was the sound you chose? Do you know the song, If You Want to Be My Lover, You Gotta Get With My Friends, the Spice Girls number? Yes. Uh-huh. You know, like, tell me what you want, what I really, really want. That, that's, yep. that's the song that I want to play. Okay, so you hear that burst out from the opposite side of the yard there, and you see a couple of the prisoners sort of staring at each other, trying to figure out what, who really, really wants what, and why is everyone dancing, and so... <laughs> Great. So the guards kind of run in that direction. They actually have a sensor, you notice, that's kind of lighting up. And as they point in that direction, looks very much like a magic detection device. Oh, great. Don't ask me why it didn't pick you up uh, doing your very obvious spell cast. But. So I want to uh, climb and jump and get up there. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, roll in athletics. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a two. (laughs) This is terrible. So you kind of lean forward and put your hands up, and then uh, your hands miss the bars, so you kind of lunge forward and hit your head on the bars. It doesn't do any damage, but you're still standing on the ground with your hands up. (laughs) Great. Hey, Dwork, you want to toss me up there? Wow. Dagan chortles under his breath, but not under his breath. Oh, hold on a second. You didn't see what happened there. You just heard a clang because (laughs) your eyes are closed because of the crippling pain if you look at the wall. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. Level one characters! Uh, So Dagan will try to, with his eyes closed, climb up the wall, I guess. That's what I'm going to do. So, disadvantage? Yeah, disadvantage uh, athletics. Awesome. Holy shit! Okay, I rolled a 17 and a 15, and it's plus 3, so 18. Oh, look at you! Okay, great. I don't think I've rolled 18 combined this game. So you make it about halfway up, I'd say, and your left hand definitely feels this open space uh, on the wall. So... (laughs) And then I'm waiting for shit face over there. I'm going to pick him up. So as the alarm continues to ring over on the other side, you hear one of the guards saying, Oi! Over by the door! Breakouts! 
And and also the the music uh, the music the alarm stops in the far corner because one of the guards has pressed a sort of switch on a bracelet. Press the licensing copyright issues button. Exactly. Got the lawyers involved, and now the fun has stopped. So they've shut down the magic. So. Uh-oh. So now there are two guards running towards you, and then you happen to notice another guard has popped his head up, who is already up on the wall, but far away from the top of the wall where you are. So you have been spotted. Hmm. How much time do we have? Oh. I would say a round or two. Let's do it. Let's go. You want to roll initiative? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. (laughs) Oh, natural 20. Yeah, I rolled the natural seven, as usual. Okay, so uh, so Dagan, you are up first after that that brilliant bit of blind climbing. What do you what do you, and and obviously you can't see the guards as they're chasing after you, but you really get the impression that they know what you're doing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, great. So I just like yell down and like Skanky, hurry up, give me your hand. You know, with his eyes closed, reaching down, puts his hand up. Okay, so Skankrot, your turn. Okay, I will obviously hop on board and leap above the tower. <laughs> hop on the Dagon train. <sighs> Guys, uh, I feel like right now the gods of dice are trying to foil our plans to accomplish anything because I just rolled another two. Wow, like you can't even get like, hey, you set fucking inspiration, asshole. I don't have one. It's, yes, you do. Do I? Yes. Inspiration given in humor is is valid. It's binding currency. Well, I ro- let's see if I can roll a three. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I rolled another two. <laughs> wow! Oh my fucking god! So pick the better roll. Um, <laughs> so Dagan, you feel like this woof of air go by your hand as Skykra is leaping and waving his hands at it. <laughs> What is wrong with you? It's right here. Just reach out and grab it. Oh my god. We're running out of time. You fucking idiot. Well, well, when you get caught, you can blame Dagan because it was clearly his idea. That's why he's farther up on the... Uh, We'd be self-absorbed. Oh, I'll definitely point fingers. All right. Will, will a 13 hit you, Dagan? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, a crossbow bolt smashes into the wall very close to you. D- uh, Dagan has no armor. Yeah, I know, but we'll just go with it. That's an FYI. The armor class has nothing to do with armor. He has no armor. Oh, right, because you're a monk. Right, right, right. True enough. Uh, your monkly powers uh, has caused this guard to miss you, but you are pelted with broken stone fragments as a crossbow bolt smashes into the wall next to you. And the other guards are running at full speed with their truncheons out. What's a truncheon? A truncheon? A short club used to beat up prisoners. Oh. Actually, um, I think it had something to do with trench warfare. It was like your backup weapon if got into hand-to-hand fighting in trench warfare. Hmm. Either way, it's a club used to knock heads. Awesome. Dagan's totally going to take that from that guy. Back to the top. Uh, Dagan, your turn. Um, so the, the people with the truncheons, how close are they to me? Uh, well, are you going to open your eyes? Yeah, I'm going to look away from the wall and towards <laughs> the people. Okay. Uh, I would say they're about 20 feet. The guy with the crossbow is, uh, you glance at him without looking at the wall he's standing on. He's about 60 feet away on top of the wall doing the, the whole ranged thing. Okay, so Dagan basically just takes his free hand that he had down for skank and just puts it under his chin and flicks his mustache hairs at the fucking guy with the crossbow derisively is is yeah. you know he's flicking his mustache derisively at him you can hear like a why you I oughta click 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 as he's winding the crossbow and then puts his hand back down and be like get the fucking hand now 
Uh, okay, Skankarai, your turn. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to roll a second die for lying about my first die. <laughs> okay, my first die was a five. Okay. My rolling for lying was a three. So you know it was true that I rolled a five. Okay. I rolled uh, for my own life for, for Keith rolled, and I couldn't even do it. So you jump up, you kind of touch his fingertips with your fingertips, but then fall back down to earth. <laughs> Can I, like, roll an athletics check to try to grab his hand? Even if he can't grab me? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Why not? You can How try, see what happens. Possible? Okay, so... No, I missed. I rolled, okay. I rolled a three. Well, which would have been a six, but... It's super hard to try to grab somebody's hand when it's flailing around like that. <sighs> if your wrists weren't so limp... So one of the guards has reached you because it's within the 20 feet. Uh, Skankra, he tries to hit you with a... Oh, shit. A truncheon? <laughs> it's the sound of a DM figuring out a justification for not making me dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not do that one. <laughs> so he rolled a natural 20. <laughs> oh, fuck. The Book of Random says the effect of this particular critical role is you feel accomplished, but nothing remarkable happens. Regular critical hit. So, like, my life. Double damage. Yeah, yeah. He's describing my entire life. I feel accomplished, but nothing critical has happened. <laughs> Seven points of damage. Seven, you say? <laughs> I believe I should be rolling some sort of a throw of saving or something. <laughs> Yeah, those are those those are called death saves. And I'm, re I'm really good at rolling dice, so it should not be a problem. I, I'm not intimately familiar with the death process, but I, I think you have a number of chances that you have to fail in a row before you actually die. Die. Yeah, each round you roll twenty sider. If it's higher than a ten, that's a success. If you, it's lower than a ten, it's a failure. And then if it's a natural twenty, that's two successes. If it's oh, oh, I see. Okay, cool. I put the hit points into the machine, and there's like a skull thing looking back at me and says failure success. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, another crossbow bolt comes, and will a 15 hit you? Yes. Yay. Uh, four points of damage. Ow. Dagon's now hurting. Not as much as me. I'm winning there, too. Okay. Uh, since Skankrock crumpled to the ground, the other guard that ran up is trying to climb the wall, but is not making anywhere near the progress that uh, Dagon did. So now we're back to the top. Dagon. Dagon probably would have heard the crumpling body of Dickie McDickerson and thinks to himself, if he dies, do I get a new partner? Or do you die? <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, probably. Even from the grave, I'm smart. Just because he's feeling irrational is going to bash some heads in. So decides to let go of the wall and tries to do some kind of drop down on the douchebag's head. And I'm just going to try to, like, kick him in his face on my fall down. Okay. So this would be a standard martial attack. 
18. Definitely hits. Awesome. Six points of kicking in the face damage. Cool, you bastard. So Skankra, see if you can deal with the void. It's my first saving throw. Because I'm awesome at rolling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is literally life and death. 17, bitches! Yay. So that's one success. I am not dead. Not dead yet. Yep. One third uh, getting stabilized. There. Okay. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. So there are two guards with truncheons. Uh, one of them is wounded. So, oof. Uh, will a 19 hit you, Dagon? Yep. Okay. So that's four points. Out. Out. <laughs> you know, because first level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Woo! <laughs> and darkness ascends upon everybody. Going for a nap. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Excellent. Okay, cool. Well, that was that was a fun session. Uh, I hope you guys come up with better characters next round. Uh, <laughs> Wisdom of One. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting service. We can be found online at wisdomofonepodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Wisdom of One Podcast. You can email us at info at wisdomofonepodcast.com. Stay tuned for the next thrilling episode in which Dagan and Skankrock get into a petty squabble about nothing, ignore all of Sean's plot points, and most likely wind up dead. <laughs>